Hey folks, episode number 39 of the Uticast. We are back and it's March Madness. I think you should put an echo effect on that in post. I think you should just add like a big <laughs> giant echo space laser noise. In my head, that's how I heard it. That's fair. Uh, yeah, man, March Madness. Uh, we have a special guest this week. Alicia Dix of the Community Foundation is coming to talk about their $25,000 giveaway for entrepreneurs. So if you have a, uh, a new business you're interested in, this could be your moment. So um, we got Aaron Higgins this week. Aaron Higgins is back. It's a good show. That's true. That's true. Higgins is here. Let's do it. She's coming. Episode 39. Coffee Roasters, uh, Southern Pecan Coffee here. They didn't sponsor us, by the way. I'm not. This is a free shill because it's very delicious, and I'm very much enjoying it. I always think it's interesting with those guys down there. Is everybody in town calls them something a little bit different, like Utica Coffee Roasters, Utica Coffee, the the Roasters, Coffee Roasting Utica. <laughs> like everybody calls them everything but just like Utica Roasting Company. Yeah, which is their name. I call them. Uh, I, I call them UCR for whatever reason. <laughs> Like Utica Coffee Roasters, I don't know why, but I always make it an acronym. I think it sounds cooler in my head. Okay. Go down to UCR, grab myself a cup of coffee. Fair enough. But it's only to me, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, not <laughs> These like are a, the things you say to yourself. This is what goes on in my mind uh, when I am out in public. Um, Kev, how's things, man? I feel like this first segment is always just me complaining. How's things with your life, man? Uh, my life is fine. Now that you've become self-aware, it means you're not going to complain in the first segment. I'm doing all right now. <laughs> Uh, things aren't bad, man. Spring has sprung. It's, you know, snowing outside. First day of spring. We're out here. Um, we're on the radio, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, weird, right? That's, I mean, theoretically, we're on the radio. I've certainly never been up at 6.30 in the morning on a Sunday to hear it. <laughs> the magic of radio Theoretically, there's some, sort of, there's some sort of thing with us on it, on the radio, on 92.7 The Drive, which is very cool. Um, summer is coming. I'm just sort of enjoying these last few spring months. I've got a really, 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 really busy oh, yeah. summer. Probably, you know, the busiest summer I've had in my entire life coming up, so I'm just enjoying the calm before the it's storm right point, now. a good point, really, when you think about it. Oh, it's going to be nuts. Because we're still used to that, like, waiter game where it's always, like, the busy season is, Everything like, is the same. holidays. Well, well ho- yeah, even, I feel like with, when you're waiting tables, like, your busiest times and your slowest times are all still kind of the same. True. You know True. what I mean? You go yeah. in and you do the job. There's not that many variables that can be thrown in in a big picture scenario, like, there's variables throughout a shift or something like that. You know, sure. there might be an issue we're having with this tonight. We might be out of this tomorrow night, whatever. But, like, as a whole, it stays more or less the same. But uh, not so much with everything else. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, too, is, like, um, as I continue my, my descent into joblessness. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I'm glad to see, by the way, that you've put on real pants today. That's positive. Step in the right direction. I've been getting dressed the last couple days. I've been trying to get dressed in. Jo- the key to the not having a job, and uh, mind you, I've heard some people out there, and this is something that's been brought up to me. Uh, I can't believe it's been brought up to me, who are like, hey, man, good for you for your quitting your job you didn't like, right? I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Hang on. <laughs> if you have children or if you have a mortgage, don't quit your job because you don't like it. I just happened yeah. to be in a scenario where it was the right move at the right time. I'm privileged to have that scenario because the only person I'm uh, in accordance to is myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have any smaller, tinier versions of me who I'm going to ruin by not having a job. Right, right. I mean, I can contain the damage on well, myself. Well, that's, that's, you know, and that's an interesting thing because it does get to... A, there is very much a difference when, you know, you left the job so you could find something because you hated that place and it was killing you, whatever. You have no dependents. You have no mortgage. You don't have no. any giant financial obligations. Obviously, you got rent, basic bills, but nothing too yeah, crazy. Yeah, loans, but nothing killer. But so it's interesting to be in a position where you only have yourself to answer to and there's no wrong answer. Because as long as you can make enough to, to pay your bills, which are small compared to people with families yeah, and mortgages sure. and stuff like that, yeah. then it's up to you. You can make that choice. And it's nice to have the autonomy and the freedom to make a choice and selfishly base it solely on you and what you want 
And I think it's cool that you're cognizant of it. You can recognize that it's probably not going to be like that forever. <laughs> no. So you no. enjoy it now when you can and, you know, make the bold decisions before you have kids and a mortgage and all that stuff that <laughs> limits some of the decisions that maybe you can make. You know, and God love my, my, my mom. She listens to this show occasionally. She's listening. Love you, Ma. You're the best. <laughs> she called me. I left the job on Tuesday. Um, and, you know, for anyone who's ever left a job, there's inherently like a couple days after you leave where you're just sort of like pulling it together. You're just like, all right, man, I, I'm, I'm not there today. Like, I woke up that Wednesday and I, like, I, I woke up later than I would normally had to have been at work, right? You got to be at work at like 830 in the morning or whatever, 8 o'clock. It's like 9.15. I woke up. I'm like, oh, my. No, wait. No, I'm fine. No, this is fine, right? I'm good. I'm good. A uh, couple things I've seen an uptake uh, in since I've been jobless, though. Drinking a lot more coffee. I think because I'm here in the mornings and I can make a pot of coffee every day instead of rushing out the door. Because it wasn't like I didn't drink coffee. I just bought coffee at work. They had a cafeteria. Right. Right. We're going through a lot of coffee, though, now lately. Yeah, you've, you've been drinking a lot of coffee. I mean, evidenced by the fact that it's 8 o'clock on Monday night and you're drinking a cup of coffee. I still have at least two hours of work to do after we're done here, so this I can't really be totally ready to fall asleep yet. Not yet, at least. Whatever, man. I'm not going to tell you to live your life. I'm just saying. You have no dependence. Do whatever you want. <laughs> See what I mean? If I want to drink coffee at 8 o'clock on a Monday, I'll do it. Gosh darn it. You're such a renegade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huge renegade. Uh, but I am looking for jobs, which is tough. I forgot that I don't like looking for jobs. It's disheartening to write cover letters. Right. <laughs> Having a resume is fine, but writing that cover letter, that specific cover letter to each person, where you have to be like, hey, Jerry from this pizzeria down the street, I really think I'd be a huge... I don't think Jerry from the pizzeria down the street needs a cover letter. <laughs> Jerry's Pizzeria is a good man. Shout out to Jerry. Jerry Hughes is a great man. He I was a legend. Jerry's Pizza. I, I see Mr. Hughes every now and then. That's a real dated reference. Anyone knows about Jerry's Pizza from back in the day? That was like old school. I played on the t-ball team. That was how I knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to shout out very quickly. Uh, we had a friend of mine, uh, my friend Diane Kane. She works for the Genesis Group. Uh, they have an event coming up that she wanted me to shout out. It's an interesting event, so if anyone's interested, uh, they're having an event on April 1st to promote the July 4th Parade and Fireworks event. Uh, you can go to their website. That's the Genesis Group. Uh, I'm typing it in Google. Come on, we're all we're all cognitive of how the internet works today, guys. Just type in Genesis Group in, uh, in Google. They have an event April 1st. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it as it gets closer. Maybe we'll have Diane on. But if you're interested in being involved to help promote the July 4th uh, parade or the fireworks or any of the events, um, you can get more information online there. Uh, they're good people. So I like Diane. She's a nice lady. I have no problem supporting anything she wants me to support. Yeah, fine by me. I like it. Um, we have Aaron coming on. Anything else you want to talk about before we bring Aaron into the studio? About oh, the snow outside? I, just, I, feel like, I feel like... <laughs> Because she wasn't here last week, I don't know if she was here two weeks ago, I feel like this is one of those situations where she's going to come roaring in here like a hurricane, so I better get my words in while I can right now. Just Indeed. enjoy this moment of silence before yeah. Hurricane Aaron comes in and just tears the ass out of the whole thing. If I didn't think we'd get sued for it, we should play Cult of Personality. Who's going to sue us? You think Color Me Bad is listening to the show? Or Living Color? Or whoever? They probably got a lot of free time in their hands these days. It means they probably don't have enough money to hire a lawyer these days either. <laughs> it's a fair point. Uh, let's take a break. We'll bring Aaron back in and we'll get into the show proper. Aaron sitting. It's such a tease to sit at the table with all the nice microphones that we're not using. Because <laughs> yeah, I can't understand. We, we, have. Do, we have all these nice microphones. We're not using any of them. There's I don't four get it. on the table that we are not able to use currently. No, we're able. We're just not. Oh. It's well. Here's the thing. We are able to use them necessarily, but it's a lot more work to get it all set up. And uh, lately we've been having some tech issues with it. So now I'm a little gun shy to sit here and spend like 40 minutes setting up all the microphones or because watching honestly, someone else do it. We could just sit on the couch if we had to, if we had all microphones. I oh my like, God, there's more over there. I like to keep you engaged. If you were on the couch with a wireless microphone, <laughs> you would just, happen. you'd be, be like, gone. I'd be napping. Watching TV. 
Welcome back, Aaron Higgins. It's always good to see you. Hey, party people. Uh, you brought the snow with you. It's snowing. It pretty surprisingly. That's how I roll. I'm like frozen. <laughs> or the revenant. Mm. Uh, Shall we? We're just going to go back into the revenant some more. Um, so uh, I wanted. To, I was hoping that by the time you were here again, you would still be at the top of the Maiden Utica oh. March Madness bracket challenge. That was but, the happiest three days of my life. <laughs> did you Did you feel like you were going to go all the way? I really, for a minute there, was like, you guys are going to suck. I'm going <laughs> to rock this out so hard. And then I fell so, so, oh God, it was brutal. Like crash and burn like style. You and everybody else in America, I think. Oh, I crashed and burned. I'm in like 17th <laughs> place. There's not even 17 brackets in our tournament. And I'm in like 17th place. <laughs> you know, it makes me laugh. Like, Kevin, you sort of touched on it very obtusely but i like when there's a game that's on right like last night there was uh it was like the syracuse versus middle tennessee game right yes and i'm getting all hyped up watching it but it's like syracuse should beat this team i don't know why i'm getting hyped like if you call a, a if you don't pick the underdog in the bracket and win you shouldn't be proud of yourself you're like oh i picked that kansas game yeah you and everybody else in the country what are you hyped about i got that one right well yeah dum-dum like you're supposed because to they're win. the best team in the <laughs> yeah. world yeah we get it just pick the best teams and then you win That's no because you know what right. i picked both baylor and purdue and look where that got me well after i was in first mm. place it got me pretty far a couple things about the march madness in general okay it's pretty much the the most legally accepted form of gambling, right? Like public gambling is to have brackets. Every office, every building, every yeah, technically I think so. it's illegal, right? Yeah. So more often than not, you have people filling out these brackets who may not know anything about sports <laughs> at all. I feel like those people always tend to do the best. Like every time, <laughs> yes. every time you see somebody who's got like an office pool or something like that. It's always the person who knows nothing. The person's like, oh, I just bought one to fill it out. It seemed like fun. I picked the team names I like. It's like Marsha from accounting. Those are always the people you hear about. No joke, I think the person mm. leading the office pool at my work is from accounting. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I don't lie. You know what? Because I don't, I don't, I don't lie. I, I knew accounting lie. was winning. No, <laughs> I don't doubt it is what I meant to say. I think it's interesting because those people don't overthink things. They just write the team. They're like, oh, um. Hawaii's totally going to win this game. They're so much fun in Hawaii. Hawaii. And then the rest of us are like, you know, wringing our hands about statistics and three-pointers and what's the over-under? I don't... I don't know. <laughs> no, how, many uh, other, how many other sports terms you got right now? <laughs> I got like six. Okay. I have like six sports terms in my pocket to use at my disposal. <laughs> over-under was a big one, though. Over-unders? That was a big one. Um... I like the tournament. Uh, me and Kevin, we had this debate at the house one day, and I tried to get him to agree with my concept that the the tournament is the best single sporting event in the whole year. Uh, I don't really like college basketball all that much, to be honest. I just think the tournament is great. You, you did not agree with this, Kevin, when I tried uh, to? Listen, I didn't disagree. It's cooler and more unique than anything else that goes on, but like for as much as you don't really like college basketball, I really don't like college basketball. Like It's okay... I enjoy watching games with people when people are really into them. I like watching a Cuse mm. game when Cuse is doing good. You know, I grew up doing that. But college basketball as a whole doesn't really excite me. It's certainly more exciting during tournament time than it is any mm. other time. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably the best single sporting event, but I would rather watch a sporting event maybe I care a little bit about more than just yeah. watch, like, first round of the tournament, Gonzaga versus Illinois Tech or whoever. You know <laughs> what I mean? Gonzaga versus uh, the streets of Clinton. Uh, right. Hey, well, cool. 55 to 47. <laughs> hell of a game. Well, the Syracuse fanboys are out and proud right now as they are one win away from the Elite Eight. Uh, and what people are saying is the easiest route to the Elite Eight in NCAA tournament <laughs> history based on seeding. Now, this isn't Syracuse's fault, obviously. Like, <laughs> Michigan State lost. Like, it's not, the, you know, they didn't lose for them. And, you know, who's the other one? Seton Hall, I think, Seton lost Hall. to, uh, to mm -hmm. Gonzaga. So Syracuse could make it all the way to the Elite Eight. Yeah, who are they playing? Like New York Mills next yeah, game? Yeah, yes. Dayton, number seven, I think. And then uh, Middle, Tennessee. Middle Tennessee and then Gonzaga. My concern is that Gonzaga is like a legit Gonzaga's NCAA amazing. Like, basketball team. Gonzaga is so. an amazing team. And I've been rooting for them. The I picked them to go this far. And now I didn't, I didn't pick uh, Syracuse to win this last game because I had them playing somebody much harder. But now I had Gonzaga going all like pretty far in the, in the brackets. Mm. Now, your idea was that, I don't know if this is your idea, that we should all meet up somewhere to okay. watch um, said Syracuse Okay, loud and Syracuse fans or fans of Maiden Utica and the Uticast. Or just fans of Aaron Higgins or in general. Or just fans of me or people that Men. just want to look at Katie Riley. 
Come on down to the Harp on Friday night. The tip-off is 9.40. We will be there. Autographs are free. Photos are a dollar. <laughs> now, i got to ask you real quick, because you just said the Harp. I'm sorry. The Nail Creek. Okay, because I was going to say, when you were telling me earlier, you said I don't said know what nail. happened just then. I got a little... I got I to tell you, if that was the case, I was also going to host a Syracuse party across the street. <laughs> At no, nail. we're going to be at Nail Creek. We're going to be at our regular old hangout. Yeah. <laughs> just watching the game. Just watching it. But come down. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're trying to try to get as many people as we can to get into the bar. I would like it to be at least warm enough for me to rock my Syracuse jersey in public. Is it, it a my... basketball jersey? Yes, like Syracuse with... basketball oh, jersey. Okay. Yeah. What? No, you don't like it? You don't like men in basketball jerseys? I just think it's such a horribly bad look. <laughs> it's not a great look. No, it's, it's a not. disgustingly unsexy look. In, Even basketball players wear t-shirts. Can we go on a tangent here for a second? What's the best sports uniform for a woman? Like, if you're watching an athlete play, Ooh. is it baseball for you, it's probably? Baseball, baseball uniform? Me. You know, for a while there, uh, <laughs> football, was really, it, football was really good because <laughs> Reebok was making the football pants, and they were really thin. So <laughs> really thought about this. Yeah, yeah. No, because Reebok, before Nike took over and really made the uh, NFL's pants a lot thicker, which I everybody in America appreciates... You would be focused on that line while they're bending over that offensive line, and you would see jock strap, butt crack. I mean, it was, it was all up. It was all up for you to see. So it was a little bit gross, a little bit hot, depending on who it was. But overall, I mean, those baseball pants with those socks, man, whoo, does it for me. I think I love nothing more than a man in a sweaty wool uniform. <laughs> you know why? It's because you're old timey. It's something about yes. a man wearing wool. You're like, ooh, look at those knickers. Ooh, those made knickers of wool. So everybody wear your sweatiest wool down to Nail Creek. <laughs> Go buy Erin Higgins a gluten free beer that um, she won't drink. Uh, and, uh, Mr. Uh, New Shoes will be there. Mr. New Shoes will be there. So is he? Will he be wearing wool? <laughs> Hopefully, he'll be wearing his wool baseball trousers. Um, I uh, I always think in terms of actually. Not playing the sports, certainly, because I'm not good at playing sports. But in terms of wearing the gear as, like, a fan, I don't think there's really that many. Like, you can't wear a baseball jersey out in public. I'm sorry. I'm sorry no. if you wear a baseball jersey out in public, people who enjoy the show. No, you're a nerd. Uh, I still, you can wear, like, to the game. You, wear yeah, two, you can wear a baseball jersey to a game or at home where no one can see it. But it's not a great look. <laughs> It's very long, and it's cut very strange, a baseball jersey. Like, it hangs in weird... It's not meant for casual wear. Uh, it's soccer also kits, wildly uncomfortable, too. Yeah, soccer kits, uh, basketball jerseys. Basketball jerseys don't look good, but I gotta tell you, if you're out at the beach, just or on a boat, oh. living the dream, basketball jerseys, oh the God. ultimate apparel. Shout out to Wake Stocks 2016 Oh, uh, I know those, I, yeah, to I know those pictures. A lot of us flexing. In ba- First off, in basketball jerseys. To quote my old podcast co-host Dan Avasado, you have to wear the jerseys so the wake bunnies can see how swole we are. Oh. Hashtag bring back Dano. <laughs> oh, you know what? Hockey players are kind of hot. Hockey jersey underrated. Piece underrated of kit. jersey. Well, you know what Great it is. I think it's uniform. all the equipment and all that smells like man sweat. Like that's a that's a that's a hot look. See, I'm talking from a fashion perspective. I think oh. you can rock a hockey jersey as an outfit, and people are like that's a cool. What is that? Like a sweater? It's a good you know, sweater. I think it's versatile. A, versatile outfit. I think it's. I like uh, when you watch movies and like the girl comes out of the bedroom and she's just wearing the hockey jersey with no pants, and you're like, that's adorable. You ever seen those movies? Anybody? I like how you are the sexual aggressor a- in this conversation. Anybody? I'm the one talking about fashion. What happened? How did? You're how like, did we a get here? 2016. Everybody's equal. Oh man. I'm sorry. Uh, what are we talking about? I, oh, I can brackets. say I certainly don't know what we're talking about. That's I will go out on a limb and say that I've lost the plot. I don't know oh, what we're talking volleyball about. Volleyball shorts. So come down to Nail Creek. Uh, <laughs> Friday. Friday tip is off, the yeah. game. Tip off is at 940. I will be there. I think Aaron just closed the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, Nail Creek does not know we're coming yet. I haven't told them. Um, uh, Katie and I are going to be there as well as you guys, of course, the Maiden Utica crew and everybody who's our friends. Come on down. Take pictures with us. Watch the. I don't know. I like how you're insistent to if take anyone, pictures of me. Listen, just uh, take some photos with me. They'll be they'll be really important to now, you. Now we need to stress this is not a sponsored event. You don't have no. to pay any money. We're also no. not doing anything for it. this. This nope. is not like a party. Just, just come watch Syracuse and hang out, and we can talk about who has the best kits in all of sports, all the best jerseys. At least I will. Um, do you guys want to move on to something that's not March Madness? Yes. 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 Can we just say one quick thing about March Madness? Yes, please. There was a perfect bracket up until yesterday. Mm-hmm. One in the entire one. bracket. Ology or whatever you call it, and it belonged, world. yeah, in the whole the in the whole world, <laughs> the whole world, <laughs> whatever. And it was an 18 year old kid or 19 year old kid from Syracuse who just knows nothing about 
He said he was like, I know nothing about college basketball. I picked Syracuse to go the whole way because he's from the area. And he's like, I just lucked out. Up until yesterday, he had the only bracket that was perfect. He busted yesterday. But like, he's still the most accurate bracket. I like how when you pick your bracket, you you know, the first match goes on, first game goes on, and you know you win. And you immediately think, you're like, this is my year. I got it. I'm winning this whole bracket. And then it always goes to hell very quickly. Very quickly. Um, let's move on. Aaron, uh, you... You wanted to talk about your your upcoming lifestyle change a little oh, bit, right? Do you want to yeah. get into this? Do you want to share it with our so, listeners? So, good news for you two is that I'm going to be here at the podcast for the next eight weeks pretty much every time. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Dep- I, the only reason I miss it is because of, you know, stuff. But, uh, okay, so starting next Monday, not this Monday, or I should say next Tuesday... I'm doing a sugar detox, eight weeks with uh, a progressive program uh, based on a book called I Quit Sugar by the incredibly brilliant, I believe her name is Sarah Wilson. I'm looking at it right now, but it is uh, Sarah Wilson. Yeah, it is a progressive program that starts off really light and sort of eases you into quitting refined sugars and (coughs) fructose. So what I'm doing now is I'm inviting people to join me. In this challenge, you don't have to pay anything or really go out of your way at all. Tweet the Uticast if you want to be a part of this, and we will get you involved. I will be blogging with Maiden Utica once a week to discuss my struggles. We have uh, a fitness course, a fitness expert, I should say, on board, your favorite local meteorologist and mine, Jill Real, who, by the way, if I could stop eating sugar and look a little more like Jill Real... <laughs> I'm going to be okay with that. That body is slamming. So. <laughs> this is a very, very she's like, got, steamy she's, show today. She's very fit and she looks fantastic. She's going to be helping us out. So it's just going to be a really casual, really casual thing. It's going to be a really casual way to sort of ease yourself into the sugar. If you have a little flab and you're thinking about getting rid of it, if you want a different lifestyle, you want to stop eating all the sugar, you want to stop you want to eat better, you want to feel better about yourself, join me eight weeks. It's going to be a big deal. I'm really excited about it. I'm really nervous. But I'm giving everybody the Easter weekend to sort of get the candy out of their system. Um, wait, wait, wait. It is Easter this weekend, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This weekend coming up is Easter? I think so. This Sunday is Easter. Damn. So that's why I'm doing it starting next week. You know what that means? One of my favorite times of year. Uh, cheap candy after this weekend. Yes. Don't buy any if you're joining um, me in the sugar free detox. Not, I am not joining you in the sugar free We're going to provide Erin with so much candy temptation every week when she comes in to the podcast. So those two weeks are going to be real tough for you. Here's the thing. Uh, summer's right around the corner. And if you're planning on putting on like a sexy bikini. Uh, dude, or baseball pants. Or baseball, or baseball <laughs> pants. Or woolen baseball trousers. I don't know. If you're planning at all on... on Shaping yourself up for the summer, this is the best way to start refining your diet, looking at the way food works in your system, and I think it's going to be really good. Well, I think we should uh, we should do something about this, because I did just sign up again for my third Boilermaker, third exactly. straight Boilermaker, so I will be training with the traditional Famolaro method of uh, running twice or so a week, and then occasionally doing yoga when I wake up early enough to do it, and that has continued to keep me at this very median weight and shape and build for a good 10 years now. Pretty much the same looking guy. All right. That's not a positive. I've we, never gotten any swoller. We hear you. You know, I need to wear more basketball jerseys, so I got to get in better shape <laughs> so I can wear the basketball jerseys. If you want to join the sugar detox, right. you can uh, wear your basketball jersey. Or if you want to run the Boilermaker, you can run the Boilermaker with me. Sully, what about you? Don't we have, like, an interview? Is there anything we can do to stop the madness here? <laughs> we do have an interview, and actually it's a, it's an important interview. Um, Alicia Dix is the uh, president and CEO of the Community Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, and they are they just recently announced at their speaker series that they are uh, they're doing what's called the Impact Opportunity Grant. They had a lot of names. It's, it's a very long name. Uh, it's, it's a $25,000 entrepreneurial uh, initiative to bring more... Uh, innovative businesses to one of four different regions in the city. Uh, she's going to go into a lot of detail about it for anyone who's interested, who has an interesting idea for a new business or a revitalizing business to downtown or to Bag Square area. 
um, or the Brewery District, or Bleecker or East District. Those are the four areas. That it's not Bleecker or East. It's Bleecker East. Bleecker East is that the? Yeah. I don't know the. It's that Bleecker that would be like Bleecker, probably Genesee Street to like Albany Street, mm-hmm. maybe if I had to guess, Albany or Mohawk. Uh, well, let's let's let Alicia go in and talk a little bit about it because this is a really really uh, exciting thing for the city and for local entrepreneurs. So if you have an idea, this is a good place to start. We'll be back in just a moment. when I'm driving down the street, I'm always curious at what they look like inside. And this is a beautiful building you have here. They did a great job. How long have you been in this building? We've been here a year, and I've been here a year. You've been here, so you came in right when the building... I came in two weeks before we moved in, so I was pretty fortunate. (laughs) And for those of you who are just listening to us, we have the president and CEO of the Community Foundation, Alicia. Did I say that right? Alicia? Alicia. Alicia. Close enough. I'm, I'm the worst with names. So am I. So. My mom Alicia. calls me Alice, just to Alice. get, yes. Don't do that, though. <laughs> yeah, I won't do that. I'll feel like I'm, be, I'm in trouble. Um, Alicia Dix, you are the president and CEO of the foundation, and um, we're here today to talk about your, uh, what's the, I, we just talked about the title of this. Is the Impact Opportunity Grant? Is that what we're it's talking about? Impact or, Opportunity Challenge. The Impact Opportunity Challenge. Yes. Uh, and... Can you explain to the general public what the, the, the idea behind this this is? Yeah, this is a, a challenge for our community to um, grow from within mm-hmm. and support an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur in our, in our area. And right now we're focusing on downtown Utica um, mm-hmm. to come in and, and take a new business idea and, and bring it to fruition. Mm-hmm. We've got um, a few months ahead of us to help them articulate their idea, build their business plan, uh, develop it a bit, and then um, provide up to a $25,000 award to mm-hmm. those who are, um, that, w- that are going to get the grant. Now, this is the first year you've ever done this. It is. It so is. Th- are, you, are you nervous about Of course. <laughs> of course we're nervous. It's, it's a bit of a risk, but it's the right risk. I mean, we, we want to um, develop jobs in our community. It's part of our economic development priority. And what better way than supporting entrepreneurs and, and supporting a new network of entrepreneurs in our community? Was there a specific reason, like when you guys decided to do this? Like, I don't, did this idea just come around, or did you were you inspired by something? Did well, we were inspired by the Thinkubator, oh. <laughs> of course, and and the work of Ryan Miller. Yes, good friend um, of the podcast. Yeah, Ryan of Miller. course. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it for for the community to succeed we have to start looking inward and uh developing our own ideas and our own businesses mm-hmm. and um you know there's a lot coming at us with uh cyber and nano and new air and technology jobs but that's coming at us that's not coming from within and and we have to grow those jobs from within and and fill that pipeline for opportunity but what's more important is we have a lot of talent um and a lot of creativity in our communities mm-hmm. and we want to help incentivize them to develop their own ideas and so entrepreneur is the way it's it's a path now you guys announced this at the speaker series with don marinelli was this a couple weeks ago i I don't know the exact date i was still working at my nine to five job at the time um but you guys are running this all the way through april 13th is the last day for for submissions yeah have yes. You, have you already started receiving submissions already? Have you noticed any excitement in the community around Absolutely. this? Or? We've already gotten um, a handful of submissions, and you have until April 13th to submit your general idea, mm-hmm. at which time uh, Ryan Miller through Thinkubator and the foundation team will review them and determine which applicants will be accepted into the competition and uh, you know able to participate in the cohort at Thinkubator if they're interested. Mm-hmm. And now, um, what are you expecting in terms of how many people you really imagining in terms of ideas coming in you guys are going to have one winner you know for up to twenty five thousand dollars but you expecting what now hundreds of ideas hopefully is that what we're looking for here oh who wouldn't love that <laughs> yeah that, that would be great but you know we'll probably take mm. seriously about five contestants yeah. five contestants yeah yeah, yeah. and um well, no, it's good. It's it's interesting, and people want to know more about this. They can go to www.bigideas2016.com is the website. Yes, it is. All right, I'm coming up with all sorts of you ideas. You are really you good. <laughs> I'm impressed. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, now, obviously, community service is important to you. You're the 
president and CEO of the company. Uh, was community service always something in your life that was important, or did you grow into this job as time came in? How did you initially get involved, I guess, with the Community Foundation? Um, a bit, about a year and a half ago, um, I was asked to participate in the search, and I didn't really know much about the Community Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have my entire life is, is committed to giving back. I kind of just was grown, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, brought up that way. My, I'm a military brat, so really? uh, yeah, my dad was a colonel in the Marine Corps, and we traveled all over the place, and the, um, everywhere we moved, it was about people welcoming us and us uh, you know, assimilating and, and growing into new communities and um, giving back and give, you know, both ways. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of in my DNA. <laughs> so when this opportunity came up, um, I was hesitant at first. I didn't know if it was a good fit for my background, but... Uh, what were you doing beforehand? I was um, working at SUNY Poly, um, okay. building the Quad C clean room nice. for three years, and then I worked at a utility before that. So big kind of leap from my past and my career. Um, but I saw the opportunity of what an organization like the Community Foundation mm -hmm. um, can bring to the community, answer, you know, answer some good questions, um, form some good sol solutions to some challenges and priorities we need to, to deal with as a community. And that excited me. And I think this is, this is you know, in that space where we're having this challenge to um, create new jobs from within and, and help our, you know, our own folks be successful in new business. Again, instead of waiting for something else to do it for us. And to me, that, that's, that's, that's just, that's great stuff. That's great to be part of. That's great uh, initiative for the community to be focused in in this organization. To be in the position that we can catalyze this and, and move this forward is um, extraordinary. So. It's exciting well, times. You know, and I think, I'm glad you, you brought this up very early on in this, and I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, I know of the Community Foundation, I knew of it, but until we came in to do the interview, I think I was unfamiliar with what the general idea of what the day-to-day -day life is like here, and I, and I probably feel like a lot of people in the community don't exactly know what day-to-day -day goes on mm -hmm. here. So, on a regular, outside of, you know, obviously, you know, doing the challenge, uh, the $25,000 challenge, what do you think, what's day-to-day -day life here at the Community Foundation like? Well, I, I, first of all, I think you're in good company. I like think many folks uh, in the community at large just don't understand what we do. I, and yeah. me, me I, I'm a perfect example. When I was approached about this position, I really, I had, I knew what they, I knew the community foundation was out there, but I really, mm -hmm. really know what they did, how they did it. I do, I did know they invested. And what they typically do is, in the endowment, people leave, um, you know, some some um, uh, bequests or money or um, uh, stocks or what, whatever asset they want to leave to the community through the community foundation. Mm -hmm. We invest it, and then we live off the interest hmm. and reinvest that into the community. And traditionally, it's been through grants. Sure. And um, now we're making the shift to do impact investment, which is making meaningful meaningful investments to again. Um, provide the solutions to some of the priorities of the community. So um, where education, um, shared service models for um, our, some of our social service partners. Uh, right now we're doing a lead eradication program, where, which is, you know, big, you know, big initiative for an organization a, this size, but we're committed and we've got a lot of resources behind say, it. The lead thing is a conversation that is coming up more and more. And not just, I, we've talked about a lot in the show recently, and it's not something we initially you know, think about talking about, but right. it's coming up more and more, not just in this region, too. I think it's becoming more of a national issue. I'm it seeing is. a lot more people paying attention to it. Yeah, and I uh, think what very... happened in Flint is, is you know, the yeah. catalyst to that. Mm -hmm, um, for sure. And unfortunately, because it happened to Flint, uh, it is now in the national conversation, mm -hmm. uh, which was fortunate for us in our initiative timing, because as we were uh, unveiling our $1 million over three-year investment, to get to the source and get it out of our out of our um, apartments and our homes, that the paint, which is the, the number one cause in our region, is the lead paint in yeah. some of these older homes. Um, it, it, the timing couldn't have been better. Mm -hmm. uh, at first, we were like, "Well, you know, how many people in the community are going to think this is a real priority?" Mm -hmm. Although our numbers are, um, you know, six point seven percent, we have a mm -hmm. rate of lead poisoning, which is, you know, it, it's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. It is the highest in the state. Um, which is, again, unacceptable. Yeah. But it's still, you know, you look at other issues that have greater numbers or greater uh, concerns, and you think, well, how's the community going to respond well, by, by, with, as a priority? It's a daunting concept, too. And how it's you, daunting. How do you reach out to everyone who's, you know, who this problem affects on a, on a broad level? Uh, let's, let's stay along those lines. What would you say? You've been here a year now, you said, at the Community Foundation. Mm -hmm. What would you say your biggest success so far with the Community, uh, community Foundation has been, or your biggest successes in general, I guess? 
Uh, I think transitioning the community foundation to an organization of impact, mm -hmm. um, taking uh, the success of the past, which is building an incredibly uh, robust endowment and leadership capacity and, and some really good skill sets on the staff side, and now advancing and leaping from that base point and that cornerstone to um, an organization where we can lead change mm -hmm. uh, through our partnerships and through our leadership, not only you know the money we can put on the table, but uh, using our trustees, our partners, our staff um, to really you know thread some solutions for some pretty difficult problems that we're facing. We, we all know them, that you know we're riddled with them. And we're not all just Utica focused. Remember, we have two counties, so we right. have to look at you know what's going on in the rural marketplace and what are those needs and how are we going to address them uh, across the span of you know education, economic development, um, health and wellness, and arts and culture. That's a very good point. We get a lot of flack. I get a lot of flack personally like that sometimes when we're doing the show because it's very Utica focused. Because I was born in Utica and the show's filmed in Utica and it's called the Uticast. Uh, so obviously. <laughs> um, but I get a lot of people who will reach out to me and say, like, hey, you know, we listen to the show in, in Herkimer and Little Falls. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't think about it like that sometimes. But I think that's, again, a general concept that people don't think about the outlying regions as much when they're in the city. Yeah. You know, you know. And it's typical. I mean, we're. I look at, I think I come from a different lens. Uh, mm -hmm. I look at the area as a mega region and Utica is, you know, the, the primary city that serves, you know, between here and Syracuse yeah. and then east to Albany, we're it. You know, you've got Little Falls, you've got Cheryl, sure. you've got, you know, um, Amsterdam, but um, you, you have to look at kind of where the center core population and the jobs that market is, and it's Utica, and it's okay to be Utica-centric. Being aware and acknowledging the needs of the rest of the region is, is critical to even Utica's success. So it's it's an inverted issue. Goes both ask, ways. I always ask everybody, were you, are you originally from the region or were you transplanted? I've been here 15 years. 15 years? Yes. Where were you originally from? Uh, the Marine Corps. I really am homeless. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born in Virginia, and then we traveled, you know, every 18 months yeah. to two years. But both my parents are from New York, mm -hmm. so uh, New York City area is really kind of home yeah, base. I see. I see. What, uh, what drew you to this area 15 years ago? Like, you've been here a long time. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there were opportunities <laughs> where you didn't always have to stay. Why did you decide to stay? Was it just work, or did you, uh, did you fall into the region as well? A little bit of everything. I mean, I, I uh, met my husband, who's from Whitesboro, mm -hmm. uh, so that, that introduced me to the region. I uh, was able to get an opportunity through uh, the utility company at the time and, mm -hmm. and really thought it, I would be a transient here for a year or so, and uh, my career, you know, took off. Um, I think this is one of the best places, and I, and I have been everywhere, literally, and I think this is one of the best places to raise a family, um, the access to the outdoors, uh, to culture, to you know, to bigger cities when you want it. Um, you can have big city life without the big city headache when you don't want it. Uh, so I, I just I find it to be a great community, and I don't see myself going anywhere else. But you know, that's, that's uh, what we like to hear. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as you're here and you continue doing great work, everyone's going to be. Excited and happy anyway. I hope so. I, well. I hope so. So let's get back to this a little bit before we close up today, because you've been a good sport answering all our <laughs> questions. Uh, let's go over the uh, the actual event itself. Some of the things. Now, you guys want to try and stay focused in one of four regions uh, in the area: uh, downtown Utica, Bank Square, the Brewery District, or the Bleecker East District. Uh, mm -hmm. Was there any specific reason you just felt that was the way to go in terms of continuing progress? I, I think those are the four districts in downtown Utica or the da Utica area that are um, transitioning. Mm -hmm. so, um, so they're they're though you know they're right on the on the cusp of either sure. coming right back or, or they could slide mm -hmm. the other way, and we want to make sure they don't. So we mm -hmm. want to focus our act activities on one of those four districts. And those were determined by the city of Utica. Oh, so the city. Okay. Um, so the city of Utica has been a partner in helping us to identify those up-and-coming areas mm -hmm. wonderful wonderful now um, so people want to submit an application they can do this uh, online but is this online only submissions or that's correct online only at bigideas2016.com mm -hmm. and you did mention our good friend of the podcast Ryan Miller yes. at, from MVCC's Thank You Vader yep. uh, he's maybe he's not in the room cringing as I thought <laughs> about um, how are the Thank You Vader involved in this for people who uh, may need assistance with their ideas 
Uh, Ryan's available um, through his uh, Thinkubator cohort. Uh, we're uh, hosting a special cohort that'll be in around uh, the first week of May just for uh, competition participants. Mm -hmm. um, and we're hoping that he'll be able to uh, take their ideas um, and cultivate them in a way that uh, will make for a successful presentation in front of our judging panel. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, so the, the uh, said April is the, I had it written down here, April, April 13th, 13th is the last day. And then you guys are going to have May 2nd, as the cohort, and then when are you guys announcing the winners? Do you have a good set uh, Mid-August. Mid-August, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, exciting. Well, guys, I really want to thank you for spending time with us. Uh, Alicia, thank you so much for everything. Thank and you, I, I didn't catch your first name when you came. Jackie. Jackie, <laughs> high five here on the, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Alicia, Jackie, thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys continued, you know, continued success here at the Community Foundation. You guys are doing great work. Beautiful establishment you have here. Um, you know, this is nicer than my apartment. I kind of, I feel like I should, you know. You guys renting this out anywhere? Yeah. Any, any? We have to check. Let's make sure you leave the building. <laughs> yes, make sure I'm out of here. Uh, guys, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Thank you. From Community Foundation, you can follow them on Twitter at Foundation H O C. Um, you know, a business I always wanted to start. I don't know if someone's already done this. Uh, I always wanted a business where you could just go and get like cereal. Like I want like a cereal bar, right? Like I want to be able to go to the bar and get like, yo, give me some fruit roll ups. Or for, sorry, some Fruit Loops and some Captain Crunch with some whole milk. There's a movie. I want to say it's called Flakes. It's an indie movie that's not very good. Eh. But it's got, uh, it's got, I think, like, Zooey Deschanel and, like, one of those dudes who they put in those kind of movies. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing is about, I think, them starting, like, a cereal bar where you can go in there and you're like, oh, yeah, I want, like, Fruity Pebbles with chocolate milk and, like, mm. different combinations and mixtures. Mm. And they have that whole business. It's a good idea. Do you know what's really interesting? That thing is also called a grocery store. No, 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 no. no, no because no. you go and you sit at the bar and you order the stuff and they pour it up for you. Mm, grocery store. That's not what you're supposed <laughs> to do at the grocery <laughs> I, store. It's not? I thought of this idea last night, mind you, when we were watching uh, WrestleMania 7 in preparation for upcoming WrestleMania 31. Yikes on 32. Uh, and I was pouring a bowl of Captain Crunch, which is a pretty good cereal, I gotta say. I like Captain Crunch, except it cuts up the roof of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't enough for a full bowl, so I had to supplant it with Fruity Pebbles. So it was a Fruity Pebble uh, Captain Crunch combination. I'm an adult, mind you. I'm a 30-year-old man who eats... <laughs> Who eats this kind of cereal at night while watching professional wrestling? Now, Aaron, would that type of behavior be allowed in the sugar-free challenge? Not, uh, week one, maybe. Week after week one, I think you're out. I um, I just found out that uh, Lucky Charms went gluten-free, so I've been strictly eating Lucky Charms breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the past like I don't know four days or so. I'm magically delicious. <laughs> the, you can't do that. That's like all sugar, though, isn't it? Yeah, I have that's, to get it out now, dude. That's a shame. What do you think I'm doing? Nobody knows. <laughs> that's an understatement. I uh, I was always a big fan of, I'm a big fan of Golden Grams. Also, uh -huh. Cinnamon Toast. Yep. Are you shaking your no, head? No, I just haven't had Golden Grams in like 10 oh, years. Oh, I thought you had some. My no, God, I loved Golden Grams. She grams. can't have stuff because of gluten, remember? That's true. I'd take a shot. Yeah. Is there, like, any cereal you can eat, though? Like, what cereals can you go uh, for? Well, like? as of right now, there's a bunch of cereals that have gone mainstream, and uh, mainstream cereals, I should say, that have decided to go gluten-free. Mm. And more likely than not, they were always gluten-free, but they were not made in a gluten-free facility. Right, uh, which is a big thing. Which is yeah. a huge thing for people who have really, really severe, uh, yeah. like, allergies. So, right now, uh, I can eat all the Cheerios that I want. That's new. Czech cereal is very gluten-free and very good. Like so, except for wheat checks, which, by the way... Not gluten free, right? Uh huh. And those are uh, only for Chex Mix. I don't know why. I've only ever why seen anybody anyone eat. eats wheat Chex. I don't know if I've yeah. And uh, Lucky Charms, but I'm assuming that they, you know, more will fall into the pile in the eight weeks that I can't eat them. Like Tricks, Fruit Loops, Golden Grams, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, all the good stuff. Honeycomb. Overrated, underrated life cereal. Underrated. Underrated, right? Life cereal is pretty good. Life cereal is where it's at. 
Me? No. <laughs> no I'm just getting. I'm just. I'm getting blown over by the forces of personality. I can't get a word in edgewise. I'm very uh, excited to be alive today. Yeah, you really are. You really are. Your life. Life is a cereal. For sure. Well, this all I just had, out there. this all came from cereal bar. Do you you have a, a new business <laughs> idea you care to give to the listeners? A the... new business? I mean, if the community foundation's giving away twenty five, twenty five thousand, five thousand, five thousand dollars, then no, I don't have an idea. I want to share with anybody. Well, that's why I shared cereal bar because that's a, <laughs> that's a crazy idea. <laughs> it's a crazy idea, but someone oh, will do man. it, right? Let I'm me... gonna open a piano bar. Ah. Come, nobody else can sing except for me. <laughs> <laughs> but people can watch while I lay on a grand piano. That's, and I just, I just I feel like that's your biggest dream I just pump out the hits in life is just be laying on a piano and singing it's forever. It's going down on yelling timber. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, gonna, just cash the songs. Just cabaret versions of popular <laughs> songs. Song. Yeah. Um <laughs> So piano bar, cereal bar, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I I haven't. I feel like my brain won't quiet down for long enough to think with all the madness. I really. I don't know. Um, kind of on the spot. I can't think of one. If I think of one before we wrap this segment, though, you will be the first person I tell. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, let's uh, let's play a game, guys. Let's just take a little pressure off us to come up with good ideas to for the community foundation, like cereal bar and Aaron singing cabaret bar. Um, so a couple of weeks, I guess a couple months ago, we played a game on here where we uh, we listened to quotes and then we decided whether they were Donald Trump quotes or Adolf Hitler quotes. Um, no, Mussolini. Mussolini, Bernard Mussolini, that's right, Mussolini. I would have known you. a Hitler quote a mile away. Yeah. Uh, so this is another game that was sent to us by GFOP Kate Riley. Um, it's a similar concept. The game is, who said this crazy thing, the Donald Trump campaign or the Manson family? So, Dude, we... I, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I hope it's the Mansons. All right. So, uh, very similar. I've not read these, so this is going to be new to all of us. So, uh, we didn't cheat and co-op this. Let's just, let's just move on. Number one. This is the quote. He personally never called himself Jesus. He just represented a Jesus Christ-like person to me. Wow. Are they talking about Charles Manson or Donald Trump? I think Trump? the obvious choice here is the Manson family, but... I'm going Trump. I'm going to say Trump. I'm going to say Manson on this. I feel like they're bait and switching us. It, it, no, it was... That's a Manson family quote. Oh, so, uh, I knew I know, it. I know. I felt like it was too... I felt like it was too pointed. <sighs> it was a good one. Here's the next one. He was probably bullied in school, and a Jew stole his girlfriend. I heard most don't recover from that. Whoa! <laughs> That's so Manson, weird. I think only Manson. because the Jews are one of the only groups I haven't heard Trump talk about. Yet. He's got, and it's got to be Manson. Got a swastika right? on his forehead. He does. does he? I yeah. Think so. He's got a swastika on the forehead that he carved in. No, that's a Trump supporter <laughs> guy. <laughs> Incorrect. That's the Trump campaign. Trump campaign, guys. Come on, guys. Donald Trump. Uh, did you guys hear the thing before we move on about that the, the Republicans might just start a new party to get away from Donald Trump? I'm, I'm trying to get an Underwood Underwood 2016 yes. lawn sign for the front yard. Thing. Now, you only watched season four, though. I right? only watched season four, but I'm so into it Out now. of your mind. <laughs> it's, well, let's move back on. House of Cards is great, though. Season four. House of Cards is back. All right, let's move on. Next one. <laughs> I have a great relationship with the Blacks. I've always Trump. had a great relationship Trump. with the black. Trump. Trump. <laughs> yes, Trump. it is. Uh, Donald Trump. All right. It's, I'm probably one of the most dangerous men in the world if I want to be. Trump. Trump. I'm going with Manson on this one. No. Ooh, Manson. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Charles How Manson. How are you so good at this this week? I didn't cheat. I told you. I promise. Yeah, I didn't. you did. I didn't. All right. Let's go you one just, more. You just happen to love the Manson family. I, uh... No, I don't care for serial killers. I do see a lot of serial killer documentaries on Netflix, so they just throw them up there like it's no big deal. They it's love because they're awesome. I've <laughs> seen, I've seen them all. <laughs> I love that. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. This one's controversial. Quote. Really, like the other ones haven't been. Saw a commercial from the Catholic Church stating that Catholic Church was started by Jesus. I bet they believe that too. Unquote. Oh, Manson. That's got to be Manson. If he says commercial for the Catholic Church, I feel like in the 60s when Manson was around, the Catholic Church wasn't advertising yet because nobody knew that they were going to let priests rape kids. True. So I'm going to say Trump. Mm, that mm. Had some I'm going to go Manson on this one. I feel like this is a little... I don't think they were advertising. I bet Incorrect. Donald Trump. Kevin, you're right. Smart. 
All right, let's do one more. One more, guys. Yes. One more for the road. One more for the road. Before I feel like they're just gonna get more and more controversial as we go on. All right. <laughs> Here's the quote. You're like a giddy little kid over here. Just because you're convicted in a courtroom doesn't mean you're guilty of something. Unquote. Manson. Manson. Probably. Manson. Yeah. yeah. I think I. I think I. Re- Remember hearing... That is correct, Manson. I didn't like that one. Let's go one more. One more. That was kind of weak. All All right, right. one more. Last one. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Quote, Malcolm X warned us about the white liberals and the Negroes they use against us. Unquote. Wow. Manson. Gotta be Manson, right? You can't even use that word anymore. I'm going with Trump. No, it can't be. I'm I'm going with Manson. It's gotta be Manson. Oh, my God. It's Trump. (laughs) No. No. It was such a ridiculous thing. I feel like Charlie Manson probably would have had more class. Guys, we're going to continue to be mean to Trump until we just know that you guys, he's the worst, right? You guys got to know this, right? (laughs) He's the worst thing that's happened to everything. Everything. (laughs) I can't believe it, man. He's like. That's a good, he said that? That's a yikes on bikes. God, Trump. All right, what's next? He's Trump. I don't know, man. Trump's got me worked up now. Uh, let's Can't move. stump the Trump. Oh, uh, so we were going to talk. Let's move on to something for next week for the listeners. If you're still on with us after Donald Trump, like, racism session. <laughs> um, so we were trying to debate uh, complete albums. Is this what your question was, Aaron? You wanted to talk about? Complete albums. Like, first song to last song. Don't skip anything. Every song on there is a gem. Complete so albums. So we're trying to come up with a list of the most complete albums. So uh, we're going to wait till next week because we decided basically that this is too long of a conversation for us to have. It's like a 15-minute conversation. Yeah, it's like a whole itself. segment. So, If you have any uh, ideas, feel free to email us your suggestions for Most Complete Album or tweet at us. Yeah, yeah. Shoot them out at us, and we'll discuss them next week if you want at, uh, at the Uticast on Twitter, uh, Uticast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I, was, I thought of one earlier today, too, when I was thinking about this that I wanted to... Coed in Cambria and Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 is my first choice. Wow. I... <laughs> wow. Kevin, you can't see Kevin's disgust. No, it wasn't... That's not disgust. There was no disgust there. I saw you. It's an amazing album. I mean, first <laughs> moment to last moment. I could do the whole thing over and over and over. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to come up with a list. I'm not going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to come up with a list. That's a good idea. It's good, though. I like, I like the direction we're heading here. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's move on. Uh, we've talked a little bit about... Uh, about online dating here in the show in the past. Uh, I've talked about my love of Tinder and of OkCupid, my not-so-much-good-love for OkCupid. I'm yelling Tinder. <laughs> Aaron is singing about Tinder. I got a microphone, guys. Um, oh, jeez. Now, uh, I, before this, was the only person, I believe, who actually actively had a <laughs> Tinder profile on here and was willing to talk about it. I don't know if you do have a Tinder profile or not, Kevin. I don't think you never, do. You never, never have. Seen. Never, no, I, I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah, uh, but Aaron, Seems like the worst. Aaron, you did start a Tinder profile, did you not? For science. See, I have deja vu because I feel like we've had this conversation with you before. Yeah, and I've said I've never had. On Tinder. And I no, because I've never had a Tinder before, and, and I've never had a Tinder or this new thing called Bumble, which I'd love to discuss with you, friends. Bumble is the feminist Tinder where girls have to reach out to dudes first. It's like the lazy man's Tinder. I'm into that. Yeah, it, it's it's super cool. Because you don't get unsolicited, like, unsolicited, like, Ah, are you talking about pictures of people's genitalia? Yeah, you don't okay, get those. you don't get any of those? From the Bumble. Unless you open the conversation. Then you can potentially get them. But the girl has to open a conversation first. I learned so much. Okay, so, a couple weeks ago, I, um, I'm happily in a relationship, everything's great in my world, but I figured for science, let's see how this goes. So, I was talking to somebody, and I, I don't, I don't have a Facebook, I don't have a Tinder, I don't have a... Any of those things, because I just never liked them. So I got a Facebook for the purposes of science. And I did not do anything with my Facebook, but I downloaded Tinder and Bumble to sort of see what they were all about. Mm -hmm. So I scrolled around, and I have some suggestions. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Fellas, first and foremost, do not put up a picture of you with other people as your main photo. Mm. Why? Because girls will automatically go to the most attractive man in the photo and assume that that's you. So when Which you- is funny, though, because I feel like now if the shoe was on the other foot, if it's a, a bunch of girls, like say you put up your group picture and it's you and like four girls. Yeah. I assume that if a girl's putting up a group picture, she's the worst looking one in the, in the picture. Mm-hmm. See, girls go the yep. other way. We're most yep. hoping that it's the hottest dude in the picture. So, so my thought is, like, if you're that hot, you're putting up a picture of just yourself. Just yourself, yeah. You've... 
I like the way this conversation's yeah. going. Okay, so girls then scroll to the next picture, realize you are most likely not the most attractive man that they had chosen in the photo, instantly get rid of you. If you're going to put up a group picture, put that picture up in order, maybe two or three deep into the picture group. That way they can see what you look like and then move from there. Yes, I have friends. Great. Picture three. Um, my second tip is this. Please, please, please stop taking pictures of yourself in your bathroom. Stop it. Mm. Stop it. People in America, stop it. You don't have to take a selfie of you holding up your phone because the only mirror that you own is in your bathroom. Mirror pictures are stupid. Don't do them. You look ridiculous. Your face is weird because you're looking at your phone and looking at the mirror. You can see someone's loo behind you, the shower, what Pert Plus they're using. Like, it's un- it's unnecessary. Did you just call the toilet the loo? Yeah. Okay. The loo. Uh, Carry on. Okay. No, I, actually, that's a good point because I think that it's there's something about when you see a picture of somebody... Where their phone is in the picture, oh, I hate right? It. Like, I if hate the whole it. phone is in the picture, I'm very suspect. This, I'm like, you know, you don't have to show the phone. Right? I feel like the message it's sending is, are you some strange social outcast that has no friends to take pictures of you? Yeah, it's a very odd. It's a very of course, odd thing. It is. It is a little bit different because I would say probably as a guy and Sam, I don't. You're probably in the same boat, and I can't speak for everybody, but. I feel like as a guy, you're less likely to have somebody take a picture of just you. Like, I have no interest in having a photograph of just myself. <laughs> okay. So, like, if I want a picture that's not a group picture, because Aaron won't match me there either, I, just, I feel like these guys feel like they have limited choices, maybe? Maybe, but I don't like it. I think it just looks weird, and okay. girls, girls aren't into it. Uh, and my final tip when it comes to photos is please put your shirt on. Just put your shirt mm. on. Oh, I have four tips. Put your shirt on. That's my third tip. Important. Uh, because you know what? I... I understand that you have, like, nice abs or whatever, but it's sending a message that that's all that you have to offer. And then sometimes when it comes to, like, a Tinder, I get it. It's about hooking up, but it's completely and utterly unnecessary. Let us be surprised. Does it matter that you have perfect abs? No. Girls don't care. Girls of my age don't care. 21? Maybe. My age? Not so much. That's and a turn off for you, I believe. It's a now. huge turn off for me. You have perfect abs? What is wrong with you? Get a job. Get out of my life. <laughs> And my fourth tip is that I get that you have a personality, but your main picture should not be you with, like, some stupid-ass fedora and, like, a Jägermeister None of your pictures should be you with a fedora. Yeah, I get it. Never. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. If you have, like, a funny, goofy personality, don't make your main picture your funny, goofy personality because we're literally swiping left. I learned what that means. We're literally swiping left, which is the unlike side. Can I ask you a question? So what's a a good picture Just take a photo of you... Okay, so the main picture can be you with some friends, but maybe crop it a little bit so that you just see you. Or you, uh, I saw a picture of a guy on a boat, and he looked really happy, and it was like, oh, good, look, you're having fun. Or you playing a sport, or you reading a book. I don't care. I don't care what you're doing. Just don't make it the one with your parrot on your shoulder, and you're wearing a toga. Like, you look like an idiot. I'm actually looking through my Tinder photos right now as I speak to you, uh, and I don't know if I have anything that's offensive. I do have this one photo of the I'm on your Tinder? Of Aaron uh, in the background <laughs> of my Tinder view. It's yeah. me and you and a couple other people in I the main Utica crew. That's a very attractive photo of me, too. Yeah. So whenever you see me on Tinder, you do see Aaron Higgins as well. So swipe right for Aaron Higgins Just if you get right far for enough. Me. When it comes to messages, friends, easier is better. Um, Nobody really wants to see a whole paragraph message right off the bat. And I get it. You're, you're trying to be charming or you're trying to be uh, different. But simple, you're, trying, you're trying to set yourself apart, though, because what do you do? Say, hey, what's up? How about, like, hi. Uh, or you could say something like, hey, I saw in your picture. Bring up something that they have in their thing, not just like, hey, I want to bang. Or a hey, thing. I saw out the window in your picture. Is that is that is, Wall Street? You, <laughs> hey, I saw you put a picture with three hotter friends. Can I have their numbers? Yes, don't do that. <laughs> don't say that. I mean, I guess messages are sort of hit or miss, but the photos are, are what is the main thing right now. That's what gets you swipe left or right. I think, so. I think the biggest problem um, is it's almost impossible to trust anyone. I, I assume that any profile I see on uh, internet dating is a lie. I assume any any woman who responds is a robot who is trying to scam me out of money, right? Some internet robot. Or that they assume that I'm a creep and aren't going to respond to me if I'm like, hey, what's going on? Baby? That's so why I guess, you gotta go on the bumble, So man. the moral of the story is, if you see someone in real life and you would like to go on a date with them, just go ask them if they'd like to go on a date I'll with you, I'll be honest right? with you. I had the Tinder for like 20 minutes, maybe, maybe even a little bit less. It was the worst 20 minutes. I felt disgusting. I can't stop looking at this picture of you on my Tinder profile. It's a, it's a 
sex. You cropped out my Birkenstocks. I did crop out your Birkenstocks with good reason what because is they're wrong hippie with shoes. You? And I don't appreciate that hippie garbage I can't on my you podcast. Cropped out my Birkenstocks. She just hear me said my podcast. <laughs> The Whoa! truth comes out. <laughs> Episode 39, the truth Yikes comes out. Yikes on bikes. Uh, guys, good work tonight. Uh, thanks again to Alicia Dix from the uh, Community Foundation. Guys, get your good ideas in. Uh, April 13th is the deadline. You can go to bigideas2016.com to submit Woo-hoo! your idea. Uh, we will see you next Friday for the Syracuse game. This and Friday. This Friday. We will see you on Friday at the Nail. Good Friday. Good Friday, baby. It's, it's going to be, be a great a- Friday. <laughs> and send us your ideas for most complete albums. Guys, great work this week. Uh, thank you, Eric Higgins. Thank you, Kevin Sullivan. Uh, thank you, Alicia Dix. And that's it. Good night.